Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, hey, what's going on everybody? This is your host, Adam Force. Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. So much exciting stuff going on. Where do I even begin? All right, first things first, if you missed last week's episode, we spoke with Karen and Elizabeth, they are the founders of a company called Zoetica. And they have a ton of experience in the e-commerce world, building B Corps, all these types of things, a lot to learn from them. And with Zoetica, they are helping get rid of this convenience trash problem, the plastic pollution problem, and they make it easy for you to to update your lifestyle because they have these really cool products. So you wanna check them out, you wanna learn from them, they have a ton of experience. I think you guys are gonna love that conversation. Next. We got some big news. We released the 25th edition of Change Creator Magazine. That's a huge milestone. Our team is really excited, and we would love to hear some feedback from you guys. Stop by our Facebook page. Let us know you're out there. And who's on the cover of that one? One and only Gerard Adams, one of the top influencers in the world. He's done so much. He has an incredible transformation story. He made a ton of money, lost a ton of money, made another ton of money, learned incredible life lessons, shares his experience, shares what he has learned from incredible mentors like Ariana Huffington. And today he is known as the millennial mentor and he's helping other people live their dreams. Guys, in the end, Gerard said, you can go ahead and DM him on Instagram. Let him know you're from Change Creator. Just say, hey, heard you on the Change Creator podcast. Give him a shout out, guys. He wants to help your dreams come true. All right, last but not least, guys, we want to hear from you. Stop by our Facebook page, the Change Creator Facebook page. Let us know you're out there. And if you're looking to ramp up your marketing, to build a loyal audience, Join our Facebook group, Storytelling Strategies to Grow Your Impact Business. So find us. You can find us through our Facebook page or just do a quick search and we will come up and we hope to see you guys there. All right. Well, let's get into the conversation. Let's see what Gerard has to say. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Gerard. What's up, brother? Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. How are you doing today? Um, I'm excited, bro. It's Monday, new week, new goals. Let's own it. <laughs> I love that. It is a new week and um, we are ready to kick it off strong with this discussion. So I want to dive in first and foremost, changing up my formula a little bit. And I want to find out what are you working on today? What's inspiring you? Uh, what's the mission? What I'm working on today primarily is helping successful entrepreneurs, helping leaders to really take ownership of their power, their voice, their story, and helping to helping them to build a profitable personal brand. Um, I, you know, for me, looking back at my entire career, the one common denominator for me has been content creation. Um, from the beginning, when I first started as an entrepreneur, dropping out of school at 18, you know, starting a marketing agency, telling stories of companies and helping them brand themselves to then launching Elite Daily, building out, you know, we won an Emmy there, 80 million unique visitors per month. I've done about five different documentaries around the economy, around my last one was around a cryptocurrency space called Decentralized Deception. Um, and now, you know, what I'm really doing is I, I took everything I've learned over the past 16 years with content creation and attention and, and, and started to take those strategies and put them more towards like 
thought leaders, like helping yeah. them to really go out there and brand themselves because we live in a time where like we, we have become the new media platform, you know, like there's this term influencers nowadays. So it's like, you know, what are people truly influencing? You know, we have a lot of people out there that are influencing for the wrong reasons, looking for yeah. fame, looking to just get rich quick, you know, looking for validation, all that stuff. But, you know, I think now's the best time for you if you are a true leader and you genuinely want to make real impact in the world. It's not just through our businesses, but it's also through our stories, through our lessons, through our, you know, our experience. And there's never been a better time to tend to build, you know, build the business of you. Yes. Love it. That's rock solid, man. So I want to just kind of like take a step back and see how you got to where you are right now. So I know you've done a lot. So we're going to kind of put this in a nutshell. And I want to dive into just a little bit before you um, built Elite Daily and then what brought you on to that mission with Elite Daily. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I you know, young kid from Jersey. I grew up, um, with a loving family, super grateful because those were like the initial mentors in my life that kind of set the foundation and not everybody has that foundation. And I know how important that foundation was for me growing up. Um, we didn't have a lot of money, but we, my family just, they, they worked hard. They instilled that work ethic in me at a very young age. Um, they also instilled this, you know, this, uh, this feeling of family, you know, that, you know, a man isn't truly a man unless he takes care of his family. Like from the Godfather, my dad used to make me watch it every year. And then just basically integrity, being honest, um, being a man of my word, uh, just, you know, really those, those values, my mom and dad taught me were everything. And then I dropped out of college my first semester, um, trying to make them proud going to college, you know, they, but it just wasn't for me. I wasn't really a great student. Um, I was a little bit more of a troublemaker, although I had a great, had a lot of love in my family. Like I was a little bit of the outlier. Um, it's interesting. It's like when you're young and, and there's certain characteristics that I think really can pinpoint if you are a natural born, like kind of entrepreneur, I always say entrepreneurship kind of chose me. I didn't choose it. Yeah. And looking now I have a nephew and he's like 10 years old and he reminds me of myself so much. And he's, you know, he's failing some classes, <laughs> but he's got that it factor. He has this charisma about him. He's creative. You know, you, he, he can, you can give him any kind of puzzle and he'll figure it out. He's a problem solver. And obviously like our education system just really isn't, you know, hasn't really evolved and isn't really teaching the emotional intelligence that's needed, the, yeah. you know, the, you know, really playing to those entrepreneurial characteristics that make us successful, um, later on in life. And, and I, I, you know, I was caused to, to think of myself as becoming a failure when I dropped out of college, but, um, you know, entrepreneurship really taught me a lot. I went through it the hard way, um, gained a lot of mentorship and then, you know, I don't want to take too much time going into the whole backstory, but I, through mentorship, I was able to quickly learn and find a passion for the internet and using it for telling stories and marketing. And I was like, I became an expert at, at basically just digital marketing. You know, I, I started doing running PPC ads, you know, this is back when I started, I, you know, AOL days, <laughs> you know, 
um, just really understanding how to create traffic back then. Email marketing was my thing. I became a writer and I just started helping companies to build their email list, to get them written during a time where marketing was done in a very traditional means. I was helping them to really understand the trend of where blogs were going online, where online forums were going, you know, where SMS was going, where email marketing was PPC and Google. And then eventually the, the growth and boom of social networks. And, um, I became one of the most sought after young promoters, um, and built an agency to about 10 million in revenue by the time I was 24 invested that into the stock market. And I became this, you know, young guy who went from having really nothing handed to him ever to now having all this money, making millions of dollars. And I just, I learned a lot about ego at that point in time. I started buying things yeah. that I did exotic cars and penthouses and traveling and lo and behold, God stripped it all away from me. Um, you know, I got, I got really, you know, just cocky at some point and, and egotistical and thought I was invincible and the money I had invested in the market when the economy crashed, um, and the recession hit, uh, I lost it all. And it was a story that my mother told me that allowed me to bounce back and, and really get back to my core expertise and passion of storytelling. And what she told me was that when she immigrated here, my mother's from Colombia. She grew up in Cali. I'm Latin American. And then my, my father's side is English and Italian and Irish and they immigrated, uh, as well, um, through Ellis Island. And my mom told me that when she grew up, they had a one bedroom apartment and it caught on fire and they, and they literally came to this country with nothing, but now they had their little apartment and she was the wow. oldest of my uncles and aunts and they lost everything in this fire. And my mom had to get a job at 16 years old as a little girl, you know, on canal street in Manhattan in the winter time, just to make a little bit of money to help my family eat. So my mom starts telling me, she's like, I never wanted to tell you what I had to go through at a young age. And she's crying to me. And she's like, so if I had to get through that at my point in my life, and I've been able to rebuild and put a roof over you and your sister's heads, you best believe that you can lose all that money, but they'll never take your heart. They'll never take your, your, your head. You know, they'll never take your, what you've learned. So get back out there and do it again. And that was the catalyst for me to realize, you know what? That comes with the territory with entrepreneurship. You got you can't have your highs without the lows, and I wasn't going to let it break me down. You know, it's it's that it's that old Rocky Balboa story of like how hard can you get hit in entrepreneurship? You don't truly fail unless you give up. So you know, I picked myself back up, and I was like, well, what can I do that really can leverage what I'm great at doing, what I love doing, which is you know telling stories online, and that was the birth of the idea of EliteDaily.com that we bought for nine ninety nine on GoDaddy. Um, it was, you know, me and two young guys that one of them was my intern at the time at 19 years old. I mentor, and I went from becoming the mentee in my life to the mentor. And, um, we built this, this web magazine that was like a Huffington post for generation Y from literally just an idea. And we built it up to 200 employees, 80 million unique visitors per month. We told 80 to a hundred new stories per day, hitting all verticals from dating to health, to business, to culture, entertainment, humor, um, sports. And then, you know, we grew to 80 million people per month. And, and, um, and it was a dream come true for me as an entrepreneur. You know, it was, it was the first time ever that I was able to actually get the attention of like a, you know, an Alan Patrickoff of Graycroft and venture capitalists or, you know, we're, we're like the hot, you know, the, the, the cool child they want to invest in. And, um, it was, it was an amazing journey for sure. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, that, that was the catalyst for, for the, for where I'm at now today. 
Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing story, and I love how the experience you've had is just like developed over time, and the fact that it's every, everything that you've gone through has played a really important part to make you who you are now, right? Which is this humble, hardworking person who has, you can build something out of nothing whenever you're ready, right? I, I like that you said, um, no matter what you lose material-wise, it doesn't diminish who you are, right? That that was, I think, really mm. powerful. Um so tell me a little bit more about, because obviously, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I call myself a change creator. Our company is a non-traditional uh, platform in media. And, you know, I'm really interested in hearing a little bit more about Elite Daily and how were you getting to 80 to 100 stories a day? And I know you had some support from people like um, Ariana Huffington. You know, we've e- I've emailed with her several times now and stuff and super amazing woman. And I'd like to know a little bit about how you guys connected and you got mentorship there. So can you dig in just a little bit on how you built up Elite Daily and the systems you put in place and how you got that mentorship and stuff like that? Sure. Um, I'm going to be very honest to be really honest, and this is really key, you know, when you're in any, in any young startup, you have to have a little bit, you have to be a little naive. You know, it's interesting. I have a mentor, his name is Naveen Jain. He's a self-made billionaire. And he, you know, he explained to me that like, even when you want to disrupt an industry, like you kind of can't, like if you want to disrupt the healthcare industry, it's like, it's hard if you're actually a doctor that's been doing, you know, practice in the healthcare industry for like all your life, 30 years. And then all of a sudden you want to disrupt it. And sometimes it takes someone that does knows nothing about the healthcare industry that will come up with that disruptive idea and attack it from an unconventional thinking outside the box, wild people think you're crazy kind of person, right? Like that's what Steve Jobs said, you know, it's the crazy ones that actually change the world. And, um, you know, for me with Elite Daily, bro, when we started it, people bashed us, man. We had so many haters. We had so many doubters. We had people write negative things about us. We had people that didn't want to take us serious, that we weren't, you know, we didn't have a journalism background, all of that. So the first thing that I would tell you is like, you don't worry about having the perfect plan and don't worry about, you know, kind of spending all this time at trying to, again, like just you know, understand every in and out and everything. Of course, it's good to analyze your competition and have a business plan and stuff. But, but really the most important thing is taking imperfect action. And that's the number one thing that we did because timing is so important. So if you actually have a great idea, like the timing of it, there's been times when I've been super right about an industry, but I timed it wrong and therefore it didn't really take off. But then later on, I'm like, well, yep, TV everywhere. I knew every fucking piece of content was going to be streamed on every mobile device everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's timing is really important. So taking that imperfect action, I think is really important for us. That's what we did. We were naive. We started interviewing each other. We started interviewing our friends. We just started writing. We had grammar mistakes. Um, we, we, We didn't really understand data as well as we did later on. Um, and then the biggest thing was like getting the right advisors. I, I, I really think that changed the game for us. Um, we had an advisor, Andrew, that, um, that basically had left another company that understood ad tech, you know, that really understood how to help us get the right ad stack and play stuff that we didn't really understand how to monetize it. And then the same thing with Ariana Huffington, right? It was like reaching out to peers in the industry and a lot of times your biggest competitors that you think are competitors can become the collaborations that really elevate your entire company, entire, you know, and, and for us, that's what we did. You know, we went from thinking like, oh shit, this is just competitors to reaching out to complex, reaching out to Ariana Huffington. In fact, my acquisition happened 
because I went and tracked down John Steinberg, who left BuzzFeed to go to the Daily Mail. And he was speaking at a Morgan Stanley event in Manhattan. I figured that out. I waited for him at the door. At Elevator pitched him at the door about Elite Daily. Begged them, basically, give us a chance to come and take a look at the culture of the company, look at the analytics. And because of that, that and then asking to be an advisor, that led to our acquisition of our entire company. You know, um, And the Daily Mail, a billion-dollar media giant, acquired us. Because, you know, setting, going out there and finding strategic advisors that sometimes is worth way more than cash. And then it was studying data. I can't express enough like, you know, you take that imperfect action, but then like continue to test, experiment and look at the data. That's like the thing that if I would have done anything earlier um, it would have been that we didn't, we waited too long for that. But we, when we did, we started understanding odd numbers work better than even numbers. Like in order for us to get that amount of uniques, we needed to publish 80 to hundred articles. And then it was like, okay, how do we do that? Well, we have a certain amount of staff in house, but then with Ariana's advice and things, it's like, okay, how do we create a culture at colleges, you know, in, you know, globally for students that want to make a little extra money and that want to contribute you know, to our verticals. And then we would come up with prizes based on how many shares our contributors would get. So they were incentivized to write better articles because then they would win swag. They would win all access passes to a, you know, an ultra festival. They would win, (laughs) you know, opportunities to, uh, mostly come party with us, swag and then cash. Um, so, you know, that, that was, those are some of the things that I think we, we really, really learned. Um, about, you know, to, to, to get it to where it was. Um, and then the other thing was like studying that, like really just the type of content that really people wanted, you know, in the beginning, I wanted the content so badly to be for guys that were like wanting to learn about entrepreneurship. But sometimes the thing that you think that your customer wants is not what they actually want. So you have to go and talk to them. You have to go and study and test. And by doing that, we figured out that primarily it was women who were reading our content and they cared mostly about dating advice. So then we started to get hire more, you know, more, uh, you know, leaders on our team that were female and feminine and, and looking at like how we can really do more videos and content around dating and relationships. Um, and, uh, so it was, it was a lot of, those are a lot, a lot of things that we learned. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of good advice, man, and it's it's super difficult uh, in the media space. So uh, that kind of hustle and getting like building up to eighty to a hundred articles a day is uh, no easy task, that's for sure. So kudos on that. And I, I was very interested in how you got uh, set up for your exit deal. So it sounds like you went hunting for an advisor. And guys, you never know you never know where these things go, right? These doors open up, and so connecting with this advisor ended up leading you towards your exit strategy. I got that right. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. I mean, we wouldn't, if, if, to be honest, we didn't, we weren't looking for an exit. <laughs> right. I you was going to ask we, you, like, why, we why loved did you, it so much. Yeah. Why did you, so what made you agree to finally say, all right, let's, let's make that change. Let's sell it. How long? So that was three, four years in operation at full tilt and then you yep. exited? Yes, correct. And I was the, you know, I was a blocking vote. I did not want to sell. I believe that the, you know, what we had created, there was an intangible, value to the brand. And sometimes you can't get that value, um, 
right away, you know, because especially like a company like the daily mail, you know, they're looking at numbers strictly. Um, but you know, it was the best decision I ever made. I actually went and got, became depressed afterwards because all the, what if set in, I'm like, Oh, what if, you know, what if we, we sold out too early and what if, yeah. you know, you know, just all those, what ifs kind of kick in. Um, me and my co-founders in that last board meeting, you know, we really looked each other in the eyes and, um, it was like, you know what, we did it, you know, it may not be that billion dollar exit, but you know what, this is a huge win for us. And it gives security to all 200 people that have been ride or die with us. It allows the brand to live on. We could take this and what we do with this next is what's, what's, what's important, you know? And, um, it was hard for me to swallow that, but you know, rule of thumb that one of my mentors told me was like, you know, if your co-founders are out, we go out with them. You know, we started together, we finished it together. Um, so that was what we did. You know, we made that, I made that final vote. And, um, like I said, I was depressed at first. I didn't want to tell anybody, but then it allowed me to really start to think about my purpose. See, I was so attached and sometimes as entrepreneurs, we can be so attached to our companies. Like we're like, it's almost like that's our identity, but we don't, we have to realize like, that's not our identity. Like we, and that, you know, uh, as individuals, as humans, like we, you know, have to know that like, there's so much more potential, you know? And, um, that's why I look up to people like Richard Branson, you know, who continue to innovate and continue to launch new things and, you know, continue to be a leader out in the world, even just as a humanitarian, as an activist. And there's a lot more that we can do. And when we're in the grind and we're in the essence of like trying to get to that first exit or get to that, you know, that first startup to really get to that ultimate success, we can lose touch with taking care of ourselves, right? Like there is no like self-love. There is no taking care of ourselves. There is no like thinking about what our purpose is beyond our mission, you know, and our company. Um, but so this exit was the best thing that ever happened to me at a young age because it allowed me to take some time to really look within and now not, not just go all in on my business, but go all in on Gerard. Yep. And that allowed me to now do what I, what I love, man. And, and I think is my gift from God, you know, and that's to help, to help people discover that light within themselves and to really take ownership of their voice, their story and build that brand that can go out there and really make a big difference in people's lives on stage, you know, online, offline. Um, and just, you know, and with their, at home with themselves, with their family, like really find that fulfillment and happiness. Um, because that's, I think as entrepreneurs, ultimately that's at the core, man, we want to make the world a better place. That's it. I mean, business is a powerful tool for that. That's for sure. So, I, you know, I always say like, it, it, as, if you can get people to live that purpose, it's, it's only doing the world uh, a good deed. Right. So I, I love the, the things that you're saying and, um, you know, Richard Branson, I'm, I was actually just re, uh, recently reading his book, finding my virginity. I don't know if you've caught that yet, but man, this guy's, he's an animal <laughs> I gotta tell you. and he's a character. Like he's done so many crazy stunts. It's uh, pretty unbelievable, but so many companies, he had like 12 companies fail in one year. So, I mean, he's been <laughs> up and down the roller coaster ride. That's for sure. Um, so I, I, a couple of things too, that just kind of popped in my head. Um, and I want to get into some of the things you're doing with, uh, your mentoring in just a second with some of the younger folks. Um, but I was curious on the elite daily thing. When you guys were building that up, you made your exit. What was your primary source of revenue, uh, for elite daily? Was it just traditional ads or were you doing anything B2B stuff like that? Um, no, it was, it was traditionally just working with, uh, working with brands and, and advertising, you know, um, that was primarily 
where the majority of our, our resources came from. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Nice. So now you're working with other leaders today, building leaders today. Um, tell me just a little bit more about um, any interesting experiences. Are, are you doing, I noticed you were out in Costa Rica, actually. Was that recent or was that just a past trip or? Yeah, that was my New Year's. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I went from being this young guy back in my 20s where New Year's it was popping bottles and drinking and getting yeah. drunk and partying to now uh, complete opposite. Just I dove right in, um, really focused on, you know, my just self-love and like kind of transformation and just trying to transcend myself to my highest. And I went to Costa Rica with 44 leaders that I didn't know. And we, I did my first ayahuasca journey. It was three ceremonies (laughs) and it was, it was a lot of work, man. I mean, a lot of work. I mean, if you know how to put work in your business, man, when you start to really do that work on yourself, it's the best investment I've ever made. And, um, it just, you know, it, it, it changed, it changed the game for me. You know, every time I think I'm at like, I'm at my peak and I'm just like totally in touch with my purpose and my work and my health and my mentality and my spirit and you know, all that stuff, man, there's just so much more, so much deeper that you can go when you take the time to do it. And uh, ayahuasca, man, whoa, that (laughs) three ceremonies back to back to back. That was tough work. But like I said, man, it was the best, best trip of my life. Wow. And what part of Costa Rica were you hanging out in? Um, it was up in the mountains. That's all I can tell you. We ended up getting in a bus and driving like about two hours up into this 800 acres in the mountains at a place called Kinkata. Yeah. And it was the most unbelievable place, man. This guy just built this 800 acres. I mean, all, every, all the food we ate was like the most delicious food from the farms from the gardens. Everything was on sacred geometry. Uh, it was, you know, we rode horses, bonfires, you, uh, yoga every day, uh, meditation, just, uh, and it was just, we all slept in tents, but this, but the view every day was just immaculate. It was beautiful, man. It was really beautiful. I love, I love hearing it because I, I just like hearing that you're, you're doing these things and kind of like pushing uh, other leaders to do these things. I think so many people get disconnected. They get so wrapped up in the work that they're doing. And, you know, I've been there myself, obviously, and I think we all have, but you go down this part of your life where you're, you're just constantly living in stress, work, 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 got to get it done. And you forget the whole other part of living more holistically and, you know, taking care of yourself because, you know, that outer world can only change as much as the inner world. And if you're not doing the inner game, you're just going to continue to tread water, right? Yeah. And two other things. I mean, one, the more that you go within and the more work that you do to align and balance yourself. Um, and I get it. Some of you are listening to this saying there's no such thing as balance when you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> but really aligning yourself. Um, I guarantee you that that spiritual development and that personal development way beyond just reading a book or listening to an, an audio podcast, but really taking the time to go within and do that hard, hard work. Um, you know, I, I guarantee you that it's, it, it is directly correlated to how big your company becomes, how great of a leader you show up for your team, how much it impacts the culture of your company and your team. It changes the game. People see the difference. You have different energy about you. You know, it's, it's higher vibration. It's it's your, your performance is higher. Your productivity is higher. Your focus is higher. Your clarity is higher. 
because you're so within your business. We you take some time away and you go within yourself, man, you're, you're going to start innovating. You're going to start to just lead, be a better leader, a more heartfelt leader as well. And um, so I highly, highly recommend it. And then two, I just read a eulogy, uh, you know, a, a gentleman who just died with $7 billion of wealth. He died. Wow. And it, it was another one of these beautiful letters he left, like Steve Jobs. And it was just like, you know, I lay here in my bed and everyone looks at me as this massive success with all these accolades. I crushed it in life. I, you know, $7 billion, but I can tell you one thing I could pay people to drive me. I can pay, you know, I can have the nice watch. I can have all these nice things. I have all those accolades, but I can't hire someone to carry this disease. And, and the one thing that I lacked in my life was joy and fulfillment. And I look back at my life accumulating all this wealth, but I can't take it with me. And, you know, he, you know, and it went on and on and, Anyone who wants to DM me, uh, Gerard Adams on Instagram, I'll send you, I'll send you the entire letter. It's just absolutely beautiful. Um, but it just reminds us that like, yes, we're meant to, to go out there and solve these problems in the world, make the world better, push humanity forward, you know, evolve as a species evolve, you know, um, you know, for, for not only the world, but for our families, for our legacy. But let me tell you, it's just like, you gotta also, you gotta also make sure that you're you're tapping into yourself, man. There's the, you know, you're a business too, you know, like your health, your wellness, your mentality, your soul and your spirit. Like there's so much more when, you know, you have your mortal life here in the flesh, but you're, you're, you're a spiritual being, you know? So it's like, you're going to create so many amazing, amazing things while you're here as an entrepreneur, but you know, your spirituality and getting in touch with yourself is going to allow you to find more happiness too, man, with your love life, you know, um, with your friends, with your circle, you know, you know, I think I highly recommend it. And I'm starting to see a lot more success. I mean, those 44 leaders with me in Costa Rica, it was so refreshing because none of us talked about what we did. But towards the end of the trip, I started realizing these were all extremely alpha, highly accomplished entrepreneurs. Many of us had exits. I mean, some of the top entrepreneurs at a Y Combinator or that, that, that exited at Silicon Valley to working with, you know, NASA to so on and so forth. I mean, really, really accomplished people that you can tell were like, still as accomplished as they were, they, they knew that they'd been neglecting themselves. And, um, and I'm excited for, for, uh, now I have all those relationships. That's one other thing too, is your relationships grow. All of a sudden you, your relationships grow beyond just your, your company and your work. But you start to really start the best thing that happened to me when I started branding myself, I started doing this work. I freaking have the best network. Like it's crazy. Like the people that I used to look up to now are a text away. I'm going to the retreats. We're having dinner together. You know, I feel like I have a whole nother circle of influence and friendships that to me is priceless. It is. I mean, you really, if there's one thing that we've learned, uh, or myself, at least on my journey is I agree with you that network, like partnerships are probably the most powerful, um, part of the process. I mean, having those relationships and staying connected with people, it opens so many doors and opportunities, um, not in a selfish way, but like, you know, in a mutually beneficial way. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And I I love this uh, quote you have on your about page from Tony Robbins, uh, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And it's it's just, you're really really focusing in on these things and really putting purpose and helping other leaders put purpose into their life for that very specific reason, which I love, love, love. And I just appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, So tell me, I guess we're getting to the end of our time. I just want to hear just a little bit more about 
some of the work you might be doing, I know you do meetups and you've been traveling and stuff. So are you, is there, is there any common challenges you're seeing with the leaders that you're working with? And what is some of the, the advice and stuff that you might have for others who are struggling that are listening right now as they're trying to get a foothold, you know, they might be in year three, but they're just not profitable yet. And they're, they're getting discouraged, but they have a great idea, you know? Yeah. I mean, there is, you know, like, I guess three parts to that. Um, you know, for me right now, particularly with my work, right? Right now, I'm, I've been working a little less with startups. I've been working a little bit more with specific leaders, specifically CEOs, founders, and um, helping them to understand how to, to again, really tap into their purpose yep. and help them brand themselves, which in turn will help build their business. You know, like, you know, we've seen people like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Like really build their brand. Exactly. Uh, build his brand. And in turn, not only has that allowed him to tap into what makes him full, but and what he loves doing, but also it's done a few things. It's one, it's built up VaynerMedia and the brand of his company. And then two, he actually is generating revenue and income for him. And one thing that I can tell you that I understand as an entrepreneur is fucking being broke, right? Like unless you have a fucking exit, you know, sometimes it's like, it's tough, man. You're reinvesting in your business. You're going all in You're yep. building your, 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 you know, you're putting like my, you know, on my trip, Keith Barraz was on my trip. He has a book, you know, leaders eat last. And I know what the hell that's like. So for me, it's helping leaders not only to brand themselves so that ultimately they can they could help build the brands of their business, but it's again, build the business of them and help them create income in their life so that they can be also pushing, <laughs> reinvesting that into their business being, you know, again, being able to take care of themselves. Um, because now if you build that personal brand, like, you know, you can, you can be doing seven figures, you know, easy, you know, doing your, if you do it in the right process. And my process is I take them through leaders, a process called the map. It's in my world-class leader program. And what I do is I first help them get very clear as to what their expertise is, because what I'm seeing to answer your question about what they're doing wrong is a lot of people who are starting to go out there and brand themselves. Um, they're, they are doing the right things, but in the wrong order, they're launching a podcast or they're writing a book or they're just trying to go and speak on some stages or they're just posting content and trying to be like Gary Vee. So they have, I call the Gary Vee syndrome of just like trying to keep up with posting content all the time or they're in, or they're even inconsistent with their yeah. content and they're doing all of the right things, but in the wrong order. So what I do is I help them get very clear as to what their expertise is, what problem they solve, just same way that you would your startup for you. And then therefore we help you build a, a very specific, you know, offer a really product around you so that therefore, you know, who it is, your, what you're solving, what that, what your expertise is, who it's for. So that therefore we have, a, we can monetize your expertise. That's the M in the map before we get to the A and the P, which is the A amplify your message, creating a movement around your message with the, with the power of speaking. My business partners, the number one millennial speaking coach in the world. Um, he was my coach. He allowed me to crush it on stage. And then when we go to the P in the map, promote your platform. I help you to really build your personal brand, understanding how to do a, an effective, uh, content marketing strategy using social networks, but then also how to launch a show effectively with the podcast, uh, you know, video, like my show leaders create leaders. Um, and then we help you then move forward with like the book and press, right. but all these things are after it's all funneling this way that you're able to actually generate revenue and monetize your expertise while scaling your brand through speaking and, um, and social media. So, mm. so, um, that's, you know, that's, that's my primary focus right now. And it's helping a lot of these leaders because they just, 
they want to know how to do it and do it in the right way that it protects their time because ultimately that's what matters. They they don't have a lot of time. So they want to make sure that they're protecting their time. I want to help solve, you know, the issue of them thinking it's going to take them, it's going to waste their time or it's going to take them three, four years to build a profitable personal brand. I can help them do that in 90 days or less. Therefore they're, you know, they're actually uh, scaling their brand, making money and impacting lives, which lights them up, which gives them that fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I love that you talk about monetization first, just because I think a lot of people, like you said, they start doing all these things and it's all the right stuff, but then they don't have a monetization strategy mapped out. So it's like, now you're stuck with a hustle, but you got no money coming in to support what you're doing. <laughs> so yeah, I know what that's like, man, an expensive <laughs> hobby is what that is. <laughs> it's an expensive hobby. Yeah. So listen, let's close out on that. I think that was awesome. Um, so how do people connect to you? What if someone, do you, are you selecting people you work with? Can people reach out to you? How, how does yeah, that work? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm super accessible. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of events this year all around the country, um, meetups, all that stuff. And I announce all of that either through my email newsletter at gerardadams.com or if you just want to follow me on Instagram, that's my number one platform at Gerard Adams, G-E-R-A-R-D-A-D-A-M-S. And uh, shoot me a DM. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to connect, you know, maybe just put change creator, um, and that way I know you can let me know you came from the podcast and I look forward to connecting with you guys. Awesome, man. Appreciate it, Gerard. Thank you so much. And, um, I wish you the best as you keep, uh, grinding away and making it happen. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited. And you know, now, you know, I think Richard Bronson was on one of the cover uh, covers of the digital magazine, correct? Yeah, he was in, well, we actually, we actually highlighted Jean Alwang on the cover. She's running Virgin Unite and they do all these really incredible impact, um, business initiatives. And then we interviewed Richard Branson and we stuck him in on the inside. <laughs> uh, okay. I was going to say, cause you know, like I said earlier, it's like an idol and, uh, this would make it in the past year. I spoke on stage with him at Madison square garden and now I'll be in the same magazine with him and your podcast. So I'm yes. excited, man. Thanks yes. for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, we'll stay in touch and again, appreciate everything. Talk That's soon. all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game available now on iTunes and Google play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. Thank you.